The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans, and we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's Derek Kennard. Welcome from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard here and live in studio here at voiceamerica.com. You, you got from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard here. Hey, we got this. This uh, first segment is uh, it, quite interesting. We had a number of games that just, uh, this week was a tremendous week in football. In the NFL, we had the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars took on the Atlanta Falcons in Hotlanta. And uh, Atlanta just gave them a spanking. They led the game from uh, from beginning to end, and uh, they was just a little too much for the Jaguars. And then going into Saturday's game, oh my goodness, them Cowboys showed up big in Tampa and uh, piled up thirty one points. And you know, for whatever reason, we have uh, we have our fans still looking. Uh, for Mr. Romo to find a way to mess it up. But he surprised us all. He did not mess this up for the Cowboys on the home stretch. He came through. My man Romo finally came through with a victory, and I was very proud of him to uh, to manage this ball club uh, from beginning to end. They had a great first half of the uh, game, and uh, they did a great job managing it uh, in the second half because, you know, we did have Tampa Bay try to uh, try to make a surge in the in the uh, third quarter with a with a 15 point surge there with getting a what do you call that the uh, two point conversion in the third quarter. So they did uh, they did okay, and then the first and second quarter the Dallas Cowboys were putting. Uh, they put up uh, 28 points, so they did very well there in the first half. And in the third quarter, they only managed to put up three points, which uh, eventually gave them that total of 31 to uh, to 15. So, hey, you know, the Cowboys is in the hunt for that NFC East still. And, man, the, <clears throat> we're going to talk about the G-Men and how they having a complete and total meltdown on that, uh, on that East Coast down there when they had an opportunity to, uh, take a stranglehold in, onto that, uh, NFC East and they did not do so. So the door is still open for both. The Cowboys and the Eagles, depending on who wins out 
on the back end of this season. Boy, that, that makes December's and, and the beginning of January so interesting going into this final stretch. All right, we had the Miami Dolphins uh, uh, beat up on the Buffalo Bills uh, it, uh 30 to 23 and uh Miami came uh, broke loose with uh Reggie Bush with with more than 200 yards rushing it was a, a refreshing thing to see the old boy from the from the Trojans show up big and put up 200 yards rushing uh, with a with this victory over the the Buffalo Bills and you know uh, uh they've been waiting for this uh, guy to show up uh, mean, uh, uh, Reggie Bush to show up with the big numbers that he's been so capable of doing, but, uh, has just been hampered with tons of injuries coming in from the, uh, uh, uh the Nolan Saints, uh, after that trade. So, yes, he had 25 rushes for 203 yards and, uh, you know, I was just glad to see the guy show up and, uh, and play w- really well and, 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 it's about time he get gets uh, somewhat healthy, but you know this time of the year there's hardly anybody healthy at all this time of the year. Everybody's got nicks and bruises. It's about sucking it up, big fella, and getting out there and getting it on, cause nobody is 100% healthy this time of the year. Everybody got a little is a little nicked up. Now this was probably the shocker, my second shocker of of the uh, of the day. Here we have the Seahawks beat the Chicago Bears thirty eight to fourteen. Now at the beginning of the year, I looked at the schedule and saw the Seahawks had the Bears towards the end of the season. I said, "Oh, I marked the Seahawks and taking a spanking on this one." And Lord and behold, I tell you what, you had the Seahawks put it on them in the first half for for 14 points. Uh, well, the first half, Seahawks only scored seven points. The Chicago Bears point, uh, scored 14 points in the first half. And then, uh, boy, the Seahawks came alive the third quarter, put up 17 and 14 in the fourth quarter and with a 38-14 uh, victory. And what a game, uh, Mr. Lynch Mob. Uh, scoring once again, uh, this kid is, uh, just, uh, just doing very well under the system of, of, uh, Pete Carroll down there, up there in the northwest tip of the Seattle Seahawks. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's gonna be nice to see if they can shake this out at the end and they fool around again and come through the back door again in the playoffs on this NFC West because we only got in the West right now is uh San Francisco and if they went out they may have a shot along with the Cardinals they're both fighting it out for that last spot uh to but they need some help they need some help from them uh, Green Bay Packers down the stretch that's going to be interesting all right we had the Carolina Panthers uh uh played Houston and uh beat them 28 to 13 victory over the Texans 
at home. Boy, I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think my man was going to pull this one out, but uh, he sure pulled a wrestling little rabbit out of the hat and got this victory. Oh my, as they say on, uh, on the NFL network, Oh, Cam. Oh, Cam. <laughs> Baby, Cam for me. That boy there, he's been playing really well this year. And, uh, that fumble ruski deal he did with that center and the, uh, gosh, I have no idea how they did that. They had a fake and a play that looked like Newton. What took the ball from the center and handed it to somebody else and took off to the wide side of the field and somebody else had the ball and went the other way. Boy, it was a trick play that had us all fooled. I'm looking for the ball, the ball. Just amazing how he twist and rolled to the right and everybody else flowed to the left and he scores. Great play. Awesome. Hey, I, they got it done. Hey, <laughs> this was what, this is why you just cannot count people out. How did this man think of this? And where did the ball come from? How did it get it hiked? Where is the ball? Oh my goodness. This was a great play. You have to see it to believe it. Go to the Carolina Houston game and you watch the replay on NFL.com. They got it showed up as soon as you press the score. All right. We have Tennessee lost against the winless Indiana, uh, Indianapolis Colts 27 to 13. Everybody had this, this team counted out and they came back and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> they played really, really good ball, football. Uh, I mean, just throughout the game, just played very well, uh, both defensively, offensively and special teams. Yeah, it's, it, they just pulled it together and, uh, they got nothing else to play for but, uh, but their pride and their jobs because you want to just better believe there's some, uh, some heads going to roll after this season here. We're going to see who's laying down and who's getting down because uh, I've been on a few losing teams and um, I, I, the, the person I'm playing against, I said, man, I don't, I don't know what the score is, but I tell you what. I know you you taking a whoop in the day, big fella. It's going to be all day, all night, big fella. However long it takes, we going down. So this is that's the attitude you have to have because uh, uh, it's it is a team sport and um and it's, and it's a game of matchups. And I look at it this way. Hey, if I got a guy in front of me that's an all pro, I'm letting him know. I'm t- I'm finna wear him O U T out. That's how it goes down in NFL. Not for long, baby. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, that was a good win for the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm I'm glad that they're out there fighting for pride. That they're, they're, they're not trying to get the lottery pick to get the, the Andrew Luck deal done. I don't think, but hey, you know if they can get to get him and, and and do some trades, I think it'll be a good uh, good thing because they they need a whole lot of they got a whole lot of people to. Um, to get to get uh, to get out of trouble with the Indianapolis Colts, because that's uh, the, the problem is a lot bigger than what you what they uh, think it is. All right, the upset of the day has to be the Kansas City Chiefs beats the Green, the undefeated Green Bay Packers. 
I didn't see it coming. None of us saw it coming. How did they make it happen? This is just amazing how uh, Romeo, <laughs> Arthur Romeo, got the troops to rally up and around and pull out this victory. Amazing how uh, they, they came uh, came to fruition at the end of this game and won this game. And uh, uh, just so... Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm kind of shocked because I, I, I had this one pegged as a easy win. And once again, Green Bay dropped easy passes, easy plays they've been making all year long. You just watch the highlights and you can just see that the routine catches and throws that they've been doing all year long. I mean, it just was not happening for them today or yesterday as the day progressed. I just saw a bunch of drop balls of guys not making plays. Hey, they better get it together if they want to get it right, make it tight for this home stretch because Hey, whoever's got the mo uh, the momentum towards the end of the season season and who's hot and who's not, that's what counts in the playoffs, baby. You better be hot at the right time of the year or peaking at the right time of the year so that when you make that run for the Super Bowl, everybody's on the same page working towards a common goal to win that Super Bowl ring. I'm telling you right now, if you don't get, they don't get it together, uh, they're setting the, the Kansas City Chiefs have set the blueprint on how to beat Green Bay. Now, uh, mind you, there was a ton of drop balls, and uh, I don't think they're going to be dropping no balls like that uh, uh, once the playoff starts and during this home stretch. They might. This might be a, a smack in the mouth that they needed to get the act right because this is uh, it, it was horrendous how they played. And their quarterback, uh, Rodgers, took a few sacks and, and got hit in the mouth as well. So uh, they, they're going to have to get some guys healthy offensively because they had some guys hurt on the offensive line. So, hey, no excuses this time of year, baby. Hey, the rest of the league has been, has been going through this themselves. All right, New Orleans beat uh, the Minnesota Vikings 42 uh, I believe it's 42 to 20. And of course, we had a situation where we had my man, A.D., all day, uh, Peterson, Adrian Peterson, uh, made a complaint about, about the New Orleans Saints playing dirty. Uh, they was twisting his ankle underneath the pile. He should have known that was going to be happening because they want to keep, uh, keep him out the game because he's a game breaker. But, uh, it turned out that he, <clears throat> did break loose a few times, but uh, he didn't have the juice to cut loose because that ankle was, uh, he still didn't have the stamina because he's been out just quite a bit, uh, quite a few weeks. All right, we want to take a tic-tac and bring it right back right after these messages, and uh, we'll see you just in a few minutes. flagship station for sports voice america sports if you want to talk about the east coast sports scene particularly from the southeast make sure you tune in to the jeff owen show every tuesday 
yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there. But host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world. And they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstandtenfootball.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is... Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmets with Derek Kennard. Hey, man, this is the holiday seasons, and I want to make sure that I say happy holidays to everyone all across the country in this um, the land of the NFL and the college football is is in abundance uh, this time of year. Kick back and enjoy, especially f- uh, with family and friends. It's that time of year. All right, I just wanted to bring everybody up to speed. Roethlisberger went out tonight and uh, stayed out there for approximately five minutes just to chest that ankle out, and he went right back into the locker room f- after uh, trying to apply some weight on that ankle. And... Uh, I think he went back in and 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 got the needle, but Roethlisberger is uh, is active and set to start against the 49ers tonight. And uh, um, a friend of mine that's down there on the sideline, uh, Wolfley's uh, big brother Craig, is uh, has uh, told me that he's going to play. So I'm 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 going to believe Craig Craig uh, Wolfley is uh he's a former Pittsburgh Steeler. He's working the sideline tonight uh with the uh TV and uh, the TV crew tonight. But hey, 
I'm going to relieve you, big fella. But this is going to be interesting to see how Roethlisberger's ankle holds up, and uh, especially with the 49ers coming with that heat that they bring with a with the pressure on the quarterback. So Roethlisberger is going to be a lame duck, sitting duck uh, tonight to uh, take a few of those hits, and uh, he is a very extremely large man as far as his height and his stature. So he's going to get he's going to get smacked around if he's not able to move that thing. He's going to have to wiggle and jiggle and get and shake that shake your money maker to get out of this tonight. But going to be interesting. So we're going to have to keep an eye on this as this progresses tonight. And uh, they haven't kicked off yet. It's going to be a six thirty dirty dirty type of kickoff, and they will be uh, doing that in approximately eight minutes. All right. Oh man, Rex and the Jets is just, uh, uh, uh he want to claim that they're better than the Giants and, uh, <laughs> who don't, uh, who won't say that the way, uh, the Giants been playing these past few weeks is just, uh, I, I don't know which darn team gonna show up. The Giants went out and, uh, and, and did not play well and, uh, in this game in his NFC, uh, East Division race, uh, with, with the, uh, uh, Washington Redskins, uh, pull out a can and gave it to him. And, uh, it's just too bad that the, uh, G-Men just, uh, have not been playing well as a team. And, and it's unfortunate because they have just so much talent on that team. I thought they, I thought they pulled it together recently, but, uh, apparently not, uh, with the running game, the passing game and the, uh, and all the, all that talent on that defensive line and those linebackers and, Man, this, that team just loaded with talent. I'm just amazed that they did not pull it out yesterday against, uh, the Washington Redskins. And hats off to the Redskins. Hey, let's not, let's not discount them because they pulled out, uh, they, they beat a really good ball club, uh, pretty sound. So, hey. Hats off to you, Redskins, and uh, good job. I'm uh, glad to see y'all pull that through and uh, get in the winning column over there. Uh, at least one in the winning column for now. Because, you know, the Redskins have not been doing well uh, as of recently. So we'll see how this thing's going to shake out in that NFC East because it's still up in the air. You know, you... You have the, the the Dallas Cowboys and and the Eagles. If they went out, it's going to be uh, it's going. They they still have a shot, but it depends on if the the Green Bay if they're going to lay down or get down towards the end of the year because they don't you know they clinch the playoff. Uh, do they want to fight for home field advantage? You know, that's all they got to fight for right now. They don't have much else to fight for. But teams like the Cardinals and. Uh, 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 Dallas and, and, uh, uh, the Eagles, they sure need some help, uh, right now. And, uh, that would help them if they was to go ahead and, uh, continue to win out. All right. Let's move on. Uh, just move on past <laughs> the Redskins and Giants. You know, the Giants was only able to put up 10 points and I'm going to leave them alone now because this is, it's just a, just like beating a dead horse, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, baby. All right. Let's move on then. Carolina Panthers beat Houston. We talked about that already. And then, of course, Dallas and uh, Tampa Bay and uh, the Jacksonville. 
Oh, that's Baltimore Ravens uh, 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 lost against San Diego. Another upset. I didn't think uh, uh, the Baltimore Ravens would would uh, lose like this. They had a uh, San Diego in San Diego and. Um, Chargers put up 34 points, uh, uh, and the Ravens was only able to muster up 14, and the offense just uh, went out there and just did not uh, put up any numbers, and that's just too bad because, you know, uh, that defense for that defense is uh, as uh, is, has all the talent in the world over there, but they haven't been showing up at all either. So they allowed a great deal of numbers to be put up against that defense and Rivers, uh, you know, he, he threw for 270 yards and that Matthew kid ran for 90 and, uh, jeez, man, you have that big, uh, that big Floyd receiver from San Diego. He had five receptions for 96 yards. So they had a nice night uh, last night in San Diego, of course, with that weather being conducive for some football. And it came down to this uh, time of possessions and, and turnovers. And, you know, that, uh, that, uh, that usually is the tail of the tape when you're turning the ball over and, uh, you know, you have the Baltimore Ravens uh, uh, had two, and uh, San Diego had zero, and that pretty much tells it right there. And uh, two turnovers is what is what the Baltimore Ravens. You can't turn the ball over this time of the year. Or people are going to capitalize on you and, and 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 score points, and and I mean that score points. And so that's what happened with the Baltimore Ravens. They put the ball on the ground. You do that, it's a wrap, guaranteed. All right, let's move past them and uh, New England and Denver, and, you know, I was drinking the Tebow Kool-Aid, and I am I admit it, and, uh, yeah, I'm saying it. Yeah, I, drink, I was drinking the Tebow Kool-Aid, and uh, Tebow, uh, he, just don't, he just don't go away, man. He keeps fighting back, and although they lost 41-23, to 23, the guy never stopped fighting. This guy is a fighter. He continued to fight on. Uh, you know the the Broncos are are at, at eight and six. And they're in a position uh, in a position to uh, to clinch a playoff spot here, and um, they're going to have to win out. But boy, I tell you, I think they're leading the division with uh, that AFC West. So it's uh, it's going to be great to see Tebow getting the playoffs and prove some folks wrong, but. You know the Tebow uh, Kool Aid thing got uh, got a little out of hand and uh, got they caught up to him because when you got to match points for points with uh, the likes of a, a Tom Brady, you you know he he threw for 320 yards and two touchdowns, and uh, you know they, they, you really have to put the ball in the air and get after them, and at the same time, that defense should be able to shut, they, if they're as good as they say they are, they should be able to hold a team like the Patriots under uh, 24 to 28 points till you can give a team, uh, you know, a, a low-scoring team like the Broncos an opportunity uh, to be in a scoring position to win, at least give them a chance to win, so... 
that didn't happen. So, hey, the Broncos lost 23-41 to against the Patriots. Uh, Brady put up some big numbers with his 320 yards rushing and two TDs. And Hernandez uh, caught nine passes for 129 yards and a TD. So, there you have it. That's the tail of the tape there. And then you, uh, you go back and you look at the time of possession. And you have New England 33 minutes to... To the Denver's 26. So, you know, that, there you have it again. You got to be able to run the ball in the, uh, the, and late in the year, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, there's no secret. That's just like the NBA. Everybody got the, they try to run and gun during the, during the course of a season, but during the playoffs, you better have you some bigs to uh to put the ball into the paint and do some banging because the game changes once the playoff starts. And that's the same way with the NFL. You gonna have to do some banging by running that ball and, and once once you get in the playoffs and and keep this call keep playing, keep away and move the chains. Keep the ball away from a good quarterback like a Brady long enough. He gets on the sideline and gets a little too comfortable and a little cold. And it takes a little time to get worn back up out there. So that's the deal with running the ball. And, and if you in that NBA thing, you got to be able to get the ball into the paint and have an inside game or have somebody with some inside game. Uh, once you get into the playoffs. All right. We want to take a tic-tac and bring it right back after these messages. Hey, we'll be back two and two. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific time. 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel 
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard here at VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, man, I got a special guest here that my former co-host, uh, Coach Al Bubba Gross, is on the line. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great, Big DK. Just getting back from uh, the game yesterday, the old Browns against the Cardinals down at the stadium. Yeah, man, I thought the Browns had them licked, man, and then uh, and then they made that fourth quarter comeback. Well, the Cardinals did, and uh, and put up ten points in the fourth quarter, and uh, and and they went cheek to cheek, gum to gum. They act like they wanted to get some, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know they were in control with eight minutes left in the game, and I'm sitting up there uh, around a bunch of Cardinal fans, feeling pretty good, but boy, the same thing that make you laugh or make you cry. Yes, and sir. I know the Seneca Wallace fumble. They ran it in, and here we go. We got overtime. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I blinked my I blinked my eyes and turned around, man. It uh, that uh, turnover happened, and boy, that sure changed the game. Hey, there man. What what about what about my boy uh, uh, Fitzgerald, man? Uh, has he been playing some fantastic football? Well, he's one of the top five receivers in the game, and you and it's a uh, 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 splitting hairs to, to 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 narrow it down to one of the to the best. But he makes plays when they need it. That catch he had at the end of the game. That put him in in position for the field goal that that won it. Man, you just seen the the whole uh, dome, just the dome, the top almost came off the dome when he made that play. Yeah, it, you know, <laughs> yeah, man, he's been making some key plays and key situations that really elevates his level, man, and uh, that gotta put him in the top three to five echelons of the NFL tops uh, receivers in the league and man I don't see any uh, uh, receivers that are better than him uh, you know you name one I, I may or may not agree but I don't see anybody playing any better than him right now of other than that uh, that tight end from New England that is just uh, he's been acting like he got some some DB speed the way he been trucking and knocking uh, knocking down cornerbacks and safeties and free safeties and my lord, what is somebody can bring can they bring him down? <laughs> well, it's a perfect it's a perfectly good explanation for why he's doing that. He's an Arizona Wildcat from down there in Tucson. That's a bunch so, of hogwash. I ain't buying none of that. It's <laughs> a perfectly good explanation for that big fella. Hey, you know no, what, man? He's having a tremendous season and you know, back to what you were saying about Fitzgerald. Uh, you know, Calvin Johnson has been spotty this year, but at times he can be, you know, put up there with him and, and with a healthy Andre Johnson in Houston. But, you know, right now you're right, playing the last two or three, four weeks, 
nobody's been as good as Fitzgerald. And if they ever get Kevin Cobb and him on the same page and just get a little bit of help on the other side so you don't can't double or triple him, uh, you know, they're going to be in. Cardinals are looking pretty good for for the future. Yeah, man. I you know I really want to flip uh, flip my, the switch and, and and shift the gears to uh, college football, but I just can't. I just cannot shake the problem that they're having in uh, in New York with the Giants, man. What what in the heck is going on in that locker room? What is going on with these players, man? It, you know, it, it's a thing this time of the year where you got some uh, people that either, it's time to get down or lay down, and it, I didn't see that. Fight in them Giants yesterday. What is the problem with with that ball club when uh, you got all that talent over there on that defensive line and all that talent on the offense with the big old running backs? You got the thunder and lightning back there in the, in the, that they proclaim themselves to be. Man, it's time to put up a shut up. Or, or man, they may lose their head coach. Well, you know, every couple of years, Coughlin seems like he's on the hot seat and ready to get ran out of New York, and then they have a bounce-back year. But this is one of the years where, uh, you know, it seems like that NFC East is having a hard time finding somebody that wants to win that division. <laughs> they looked good about four weeks ago. Yeah. And now we got the Eagles back in the hunt for the playoffs. And I'm like, what in the world? We don't know who we're going to get on any of those teams from week to week. So we got the we got the Cowboys and the Giants trying to give the division away when it's it should be somebody stepping up and running away with that thing. You said it right. The Cowboys is finna step up and do the dance, baby. They're gonna do the dance and and take control of that division. So no worries by you, big fella. Hey, man, fix your mouth. Don't don't. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got it. You guys got a you guys got a Jekyll and Hyde guy behind center. And I will say this, they don't have the snob knockers that they had back when you was on that line with Nate Newton and Tuane and the, the whole cast and crew uh, that they had there. Their problem is they built tons of skilled guys and receivers and running backs, but they almost seemed like they forgot about the offensive line. You got to take care of your quarterback. Man, you are so right about that, man. You know, you got to take care of your quarterback. And, uh, boy, you know, you know, it just ain't no way around it, man. You, you, and this time of the year, you got to, you got to have some snob knockers too, man. You got to run that ball. I preach it to you all the time. I, and I know that you know that this league has become a passing league, but this time of the year, you know you gotta control the clock. You gotta control the ball and move the chains methodically when you want to keep the ball away from a guy like uh, Tom Brady, from a guy like Aaron Rodgers. You gotta keep the ball away from guys like that that are just seriously uh, a threat to take the ball vertical down the field and just uh, put a hurting on you when it comes to numbers and and. Uh, man, when you when you leave them on the sideline for an extended amount of time, uh, it wears on them because they got to go out there and get warmed up all over again. And boy, that's when you can really pile up the yards. When you got the you got a defensive line that's been out there for nine to twelve plays, boy, you can roll your sleeves up, boy, and really give it to them. 
you know, big fella, the thing I'm seeing more and more is we get more offensive coordinators that will not stay patient with the run. The minute they get a second and eight, they're ready to put the ball up in the air. Well, back in the day, uh, when you had a lot of those great teams that played great defense and ran the football and play action deep down the field, which is the type of ball I believe in, uh, you would you could get a first and nine, I mean second and nine, and still that was still a run run down for you because you knew even though people knew you were going to run, they still had to stop it. But that was based on the people you have up front, and the, and we saw the Packers go down and give up three sacks because of injuries, and you got to have the hogs up front if you want to win. You are so correct, and I'm, I'm, and you know what, man, I got to give you one for that, cause boy, you sure giving the hogs a little love today, and I appreciate it, big fella. Well, well you better have some hogs, and you better have some DBs too. To cover. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you, you better be able to cover some, cover the sun out your eyes up. I hear you, big fella. Well, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, ask you a few questions uh, about this bowl, these bowl matchups we have coming up here. Tomorrow you have the Beef O'Brady Bowl coming up in St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay. For the Wait a minute now, the what kind of bowl? The Beef O'Brady Bowl. That's a they're down in Tampa. They're down in Tampa, man, where they got all them hooters down there, man. They got all them hooters, them hooters down there, big fella. And they they play, they are playing Marshall. Now, um, uh, who you take on that, man? I'm giving the the Florida International. They, I'm drinking some of their Kool Aid because they got some home cooking helping them out well i'm gonna go with florida international and and to be totally honest with you they got so many bowl games out here now and when you get down to the name like the beefo brady bowl i'm waiting on captain crunch and 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 coco crispies to come out with their own bowl game here with <laughs> playing against each other in the Coco Christmas Bowl because anybody can make a bowl game this time of year. I think you, until you get to close to New Year's, none of these games are games where I think these teams deserve to go. I think it's more of the NCAA pimping and the colleges pimping these players and making money off an extra regular season game where – you know, it's yeah. it, it, it's not about the player's safety anymore. You are right, man. You are so accurate on that. And, you know, with that said, man, I'm going to move to the next one. But you are so accurate on that. They're pimping these kids, and, and it's it's not fair. It's not. It's, they're going to do something about this because I believe they're taking steps to, to start a playoff system. But we have the San Diego Bowl here. It's called the uh, the County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl. Uh, in San Diego, TCU going against Louisiana Tech. Who you taking in this one? I'm taking. I'm taking. It's Louisville. Who? Now say those two again. TCU versus TCU. I'm going with TCU. Man, you got to go with TCU, baby. I like TCU as well. All right, you got the Mako Bowl in Las Vegas, Arizona State against Boise State. Man, I'm taking Boise State on that. Who you taking? Now, did you even have to ask me that? Oh, no, I, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you 
you better call J.D. Hill. Hey. He'll take the only guy. He's one of the few guys, you know, Prentice and those guys. I don't take any Yeah, man. He he know he going with them. Well, he going with them devils all the way, but they going to get all a spanking. All right, we got Nevada going to Hawaii to play Southern Mississippi. Who you taking on that? I'm taking the wolf pack. They close to the dog pound. That's close enough. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Yeah, <laughs> one more, man. One more before we go on break. We got Missouri against uh, University of North Carolina, and they're playing the Advocare Independence Bowl. I don't even know. No, oh, that's in Shreveport, Louisiana. Shreveport. <laughs> Shreveport. I'm going. I'm going with. I'm going with Missouri. Because I understand they have another good quarterback up there in Missouri, and they've been playing quietly, playing some pretty good football. Yes, they have, and uh, I'm, I'm, I have a tendency to agree with you on that uh, with Missouri. And uh, with that being played the day after Christmas, we want to take a pause for the calls and take a tic tac and bring it right back. You gonna join me for this next segment, sir? I'm going, I'm going to stay right here. All right, man. Hang on. We're going to come right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. And I got my special guest here, my former co-host, uh, Coach Al Gross, is joining us tonight. And, man, I sure appreciate you coming in and chiming in tonight, man. How you doing, man? Well, you know, I always enjoy it, big fella. We, you know, we got that 209 flavor that just... It just makes it easy. I'm mean, just talking about what we're talking about. Oh, absolutely, man. Hey, what's the score on that game we have with the 49ers facing off with Pittsburgh Steelers and Roethlisberger? You got an update for me on that right now? No, I'm not in front of a television, man. I just got in the house, and I'm just sitting in the room, a nice, quiet room, making sure I don't mess up the show. I hear you, man. Good Lord, man. I thought you probably had your TV on and you moving, grooving, and oh so soothing right about now, big fella. Come on, baby. <laughs> you know what? I pop something in the oven and as soon as this is over with, it'll be that time. The pajamas is coming on and it's, it's, it's that time of year where you, where you sit back and, as you say, take a tic-tac and sit back. And just relax. Yeah, that sounds like some Tony, Tony, Tony right there. You boy, you I see the direction you're going. You trying to get romantic. <laughs> <laughs> you calling in. You calling them in tonight. Oh, all right, big fella, let's keep rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cut you too deep, huh, big fella? All right, man. Well, I'm, you know, we ended up with Missouri, Missouri playing the University of North Carolina, uh, and you chose Missouri. So I'm going to move on to the Little Caesars Bowl on December 27th. You got Western Michigan playing Purdue. And um, I'm going with Western Michigan on this, and um, you probably just like the Purdue colors because of them uniforms. Talk to me. You know what? Western Michigan, the Chippewas, they play some pretty good doggone football. They, they're in that uh, Mid-American Conference back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived in Ohio, and that conference is, a, is what's left over after the Big Ten. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a lot of the the Mountain West, how it used to be, where everybody went to the Pac-12, and you still had a good pool of football players. And I don't go to Purdue for nothing. When your mascot looks like that, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't pick you for nothing. I hear you, brother. I have to tell Mel Gray about that because, he, boy, that's, where, that's his alma mater. Not the old Mel Gray, but the, the, the new one that played with me in the L.A. Express that, that running back out of Purdue. Yeah, you, you got I go way back like finger waves, big fella. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the Belk Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, the, what kind of bowl? This one called the Belk. B-E-L-K, the Belk Bowl. I was, almost sound like milk. Belk. Man, with a B. Well, Louisville. I'm, I'm, wait a minute before you go any further. The belt. Now, when do we get the belt? When do we get that one? Uh, they, can't hey. a, they can't put a. They can't put a. Uh, Cheetos, they, can't, they ran out of food, now they're going to Belk Bowl. <laughs> I don't know what the hell a Belk is, so brother. You're going to have to look that up. You're supposed to have a food or a fruit. Well, they're promoting something, man. That must be a machine, something that connects to a machine or something, big fella, because I don't know what a Belk Bowl is, brother, but I know Louisville is playing North Carolina, and I'm picking Louisville. Who you taking? You taking the Gamecocks? <laughs> 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 that wasn't trying to make a joke, big fella. But I'm glad I'm able to tickle you from time to time. 
Whoa. I'm going to go with the Tar Heels of North Carolina because I don't know much about them Gamecocks you talk about. All right, big fella. <laughs> no, no, no. This, see, this is North Carolina State. They, 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 they. Oh, North Carolina State. Yeah. Well, I'm, I think I'm going to have to retract my vote because I know North Carolina State is one of those schools that changes coaches like like some people do underwear. Every two oh, or three years, goodness. they got a new coach. Yeah, yeah, they really do. They really do. You can't win without stability. All right, December 28th, you got the Military Bowl with Toledo for uh, facing off with the Air Force. I'm taking the Air Force on this one. Who you take? What would it be called the Military Bowl? You got to go with the military team. 10-4, good buddy. All right, you got San, San Diego. You got the Bridgepoint Education Holiday Bowl. California versus Texas. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going with California. I got to go with Cal, Cal from Northern California. I got to go with, with the Cal. Yeah, man. I'm, I take I, Yeah, Texas has been, uh, they've been bleeding, and they haven't been able to stop the bleeding. So I'm going to go with the Cal team. All right. Florida State is playing Notre Dame at the Champ Sports Bowl in Orlando, Florida. And I'm going to take Florida State down there. Did over that because I don't go with Notre Dame on nothing. On nothing. <laughs> no, no nothing. Not if they were not if they were not uh, even if they was having a car wash contest. Well, <laughs> you tickled me on that one. We got the Valero Bowl uh, down in the Alamo, in San Antonio. Washington playing Baylor, and after seeing the RG three play that last game, man, he had really won me over, and I'm going to take Baylor. Over Washington. You know, I'm going to second that one, and, and that's just how important the quarterback position is because when was the last time you took Baylor in anything? You are correct. That man, that young man is a difference maker on anybody's ball club. Well, if he decides to come out, somebody's going to get themselves a heck of a ball player. But isn't, you know, he, isn't he a sophomore? Uh, I think he, I, you know, I'm really not sure. No, I, I would have, we would have heard that, on, you know, yeah, when yeah. a sophomore wins the Heisman. I'm thinking that he is a, probably a junior or senior, and it's going to be interesting to see how he translates into the NFL and how he does at the combines and workouts, because if he's my son and he's eligible for the draft, then he needs to go. Yeah. You know, hey man, I I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to push forward to some of these bowls that are more significant opposed to all these other bowls. I'm trying to just forge forward, yeah. man, cuz it's just a, it's just uh just so many games for us to get through. We're not even we're not even halfway through these bowl games, brother, and I'm trying to get through them. And I I tell you what, man, we, brother, we got so many of them to go through. You kidding me, man? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Two years, big fella. You got to oh, start two years and then go into the championship series. And those are the bowl games from the traditional back in the day bowl games where they came on three different stations at the same time. NBC would have three. Uh, ABC would have three. And CBS would have three. 
and that's what, those were the bowl games you had to earn your way to win, and you almost couldn't lose more than two or three games or you wouldn't be in one. That's right. All right, let's, let's, how about Wisconsin and Oregon at the Rose Bowl? Who are you taking in that game? I'm taking the Oregon Ducks by 17 points. I will give away 17 points. And they, I'm taking the Oregon Ducks and that speed over the Midwest and Wisconsin. Yes, I did all that. And how about Stanford and uh, Oklahoma State at the Tostito Bowl? That uh, next to that LSU Alabama rematch is the one of the is going to be could have very well have been the national championship game. And I like. Uh, I'm going to have to stay with the Pac-10 on that one, but, you know, you got two really, really good football teams. Those are really good, two foot, really good football teams. All right, let's forge forward to the Alabama facing off against LSU. Who you take on that one, man? I got to hear it. I'm going to say that it's, it's very tough to beat a team twice, and when you're that close, I'm going to say that I'm going to go with uh, the coach down at Alabama. I think Nick. I think Nick Saban is going to have those guys ready to play. You're going to see Richardson, the running back, do some good things in that game, and and the and the, and the tide will roll. Oh, I have a guy. I, I'm gonna have to disagree with you and go with them tigers. Them tigers gonna give. Hey, I picked the gumbo over some some barbecue, big fella. I'm going with the gumbo. <laughs> that home cooking. Let me, Let me ask you something. When you go tiger hunting, what do you see those guys riding when they go into the jungle? Oh man, they, they ride elephants when they go hunting tigers. <laughs> <laughs> It all sounds good, big fella. But hey, we're gonna wrap it up, big fella, and and we're gonna bring uh bring it back next week, man. And you are on tomorrow. Are you on tomorrow, coach? I'm on on Wednesdays at two two p.m. in Arizona, one Pacific, four Eastern on First and Ten Football. We talk about youth and high school football across the country. Well, hey, man, I sure like to be a guest on your show this weekend, uh, this week. Uh, please give me a, give me a heads up on, uh, uh, I'm a market on my phone right now to, to give you a call at two o'clock to call in on your show and blow it up. <laughs> call, call on, you know, you're welcome anytime, DJ. All right. Well, thank you, man, for coming on the show. And I appreciate you for weighing in on all these uh, decisions on these on these bowls. But I didn't even get through half of them, big fella. And this is just a tirade of them uh, that we got to go through. But I'll try to get them next time, big fella. All right. Happy holidays to everybody out there listening to From Under the Helmet. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'll see you. I'll uh, talk to you on Wednesday. Okay. All right. From under the hem with Derek and I. Catch y'all next week. Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Gennard will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet.